0: Charlie. Mark, Mark Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still
1: seeing it quite well through those days. He 30, the is the e that haze. Fight equals M C. That all men are created equal.
0: <laughs> About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. We
1: <laughs> <Tears> down <laughs> take Something's happening coming up on <laughs> This is Finding Your Frequency. With your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure, it's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of Finding Your Frequency. Man, do we have some really cool stuff to talk about today! Uh, I I really love getting into our own backyard right here in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm from here, born and raised. Uh, I've been all over the country in the Navy, all over the world, and I always love coming back home to Phoenix, Arizona, because this is the place to be. And uh, today we're going to talk about some really cool event that's coming up here on Saturday, the Hackathon Junior, and we have uh, the CEO of Hackathon Junior, Rose. Lorenzo on the line to talk about that Rose hey how are you I'm great how are you today oh we're doing well you know it's uh, only about 85 degrees today and it was a super nice morning and I can't complain about anything it's just wonderful that's awesome so, Rose, the name of our show is called "Finding Your Frequency," and you know we like to ask one question and 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 let the conversation kind of build from there. So, what I'd like to know is how did you find your frequency in life and in business, and decide to step outside of the norm uh, and, and start Hackathon Junior? I mean, what an amazing thing!
0: Yeah, well, my journey was it's very long because I waited until um, my children went away to college to decide to go to school. So I enrolled at University of Phoenix and did my bachelor's and master's degree there, Um, then decided to move on and get a doctorate degree in management. Um, During the first year of residency, I met three incredible individuals and they did a presentation during residency on, the lack of empathy, emotional intelligence of children immersed in technology and the generation gap with social media. And as I sat there and listened to that, I thought, wow, this would be a really great business. So I approached them after class and said, hey, you know, have you guys considered this as a business? And they're like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> and so, For the past, you know, 28 years, I've worked as a business consultant, helping entrepreneurs start businesses, sustain their business, find better processes. And I thought, well, this is a really good idea. We should really look into this. So I wrote a business plan. I sent it to them. We had a conference call about it. And they said, yeah, if you want to do it, let's do it. And so I did. And two years later, here we are, and we're hosting events in eight different states and so far we've helped somewhere around 300 actually go into a hackathon. So a lot of um, people consider, you know, hackathon, they think it's negative, like we're teaching kids to hack, but a hackathon is really a problem-solving event using technology. So our mission is really to improve the emotional intelligence of children immersed in technology through collaboration and critical thinking. And so our events, although they teach the kids how to code an app, they also are there to teach them how to solve a real world problem using that technology. So they're tasked with the the idea of picking a topic, whether it's a social or environmental topic, something like climate change, or cyber bullying, or video addiction, uh, mental illness. And then they've gotta come up with a solution for that by creating an app. And it is a team event, so they're pair programming and working together, and it's also a competition. So these teams, are competing for new laptops.
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's a that's that's an amazing idea. Amazing concept. And um, yeah, I really love that. uh, You know, you're you're making the kids come up with some real world thing that they need to solve a problem for. And uh, that definitely helps to uh, engage critical thinking. And I love that Uh, how how, is this the first hackathon junior uh, event for uh, for the kids? Is this the first one?
0: This is the first one in Phoenix. We, our inaugural event was um, two years ago in Tampa. So we've held events in Tampa, Nevada, North Carolina, California, and now Phoenix next year. Our schedule, um, well, our initiative next year is to teach 2020 kids in 2020. So we're going to eight states, which include the five I mentioned, Alabama, Oregon and Washington state um, are the states that we're going to go to, to host events. Our events are free of charge to the children with a donation. The parents can give a donation to the organization because we are nonprofit, but coming here to Phoenix for us is kind of surreal because it's like a full circle. We came, we started this in a classroom in Phoenix. And now we're doing our first event here in Phoenix, and we're super excited to have um, somewhere around 120 kids attend this event on Saturday.
1: Oh, that's awesome. so when when the kids are competing uh, in, in the in the challenge on Saturday, um, how, how what kind of technology are they given to be able to uh, to create the apps? Number one? And number two, is this their first uh, their first time getting to play with that type of technology, or have these kids um, already have some type of background in coding or making some type of applications?
0: Well, we use JavaScript because we use code.org. Um, as our platform. And we'll have a variety of kids um, with experience in coding or not. There is no experience in coding required to come to the event. So we may have kids who've never coded before, and we may have kids who have coded um, a lot, and some, you know, a, a little bit. But it's more about the team collaboration and um following their idea all the way through creating a prototype. So when they're in the competition, they're not just creating an app. They have to research their idea so that their app has factual data in it. They have to design that app, what it's going to look like on paper, and then they have to digitize the prototype and actually create the app. At the end, they have to um, present it to a panel of judges, and then we have three winning teams. Um, So those winning teams
1: will win brand
0: new laptops.
1: That's awesome, we've come a long way since I was a kid, and we just got to sit there and run command line (laughs) prompts out of DOS.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, that's the truth. (laughs) I mean like even from my generation, we didn't even have computers, we had, typewriters (laughs) typewriters
1: <laughs> yeah i remember being in uh, in high school i was i was in 10th grade when our school got a when i when i first got my hands on a computer in school uh here here in here in phoenix i went to washington high school over on uh, 23rd avenue in glendale and we got our uh apple 2e computers when i was in 10th grade and the first thing i had to do was write an english paper on the apple 2e and man was it an uh uh, a great experience for me because I'm not the type of person that really likes writing that much. And so when I got to punch the keys, and I've been addicted to computers ever since.
0: <laughs> it's incredible, and it is incredible what these children can create. Children are the best innovators, primarily because they've never been told that they cannot do something and they see things from a completely different perspective. Our winning teams in Raleigh in June, um, the winning team wrote an app on climate change that was incredible. They wrote an algorithm that would measure your carbon footprint. These kids were 10 years old, and our judges were software developers, which are now working with them to build that app to market. Um, so not only are these kids learning real-world skills that they're going to be able to take on it can extend outside of even our event and we can help create many entrepreneurs that are these 9 to 13 year
1: old kids yeah and I think it's really cool that you guys use JavaScript too um, I've been in the technology sector for a long time with Voice America I manage all of our uh, technology initiatives and our website and application builds and uh, JavaScript is a, a very good tool because all of the UI that you see in uh, connected devices like televisions and those types of things those are all built off of JavaScript uh, and so there, there's a huge shift in JavaScript right now because it's a, a lighter coding mechanism than several other that are out there like Ruby on Rails and such. Uh, and so I think it's really cool that you guys are using that because that is literally the latest kind of technology that actual coders um, that do that for a living are using in real-world scenarios for all of those connected devices. So kudos to you for keeping on top of that.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we have, you know, a great team and our the mix of our team is what makes it beautiful because... Two of my partners, myself and my, and Neil, are both business majors and Debbie and Katie are both in education. So we have a great blend, nice. you know, Neil and I, we take care of the business aspect and Katie and Debbie, they write curriculum and they facilitate. So it makes it really great for us in, in the event and the organization.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Well, tell the listeners where they can find out more information about the event um, and whether it's here in Phoenix or in the other states, where do they go to kind of follow you guys and, and and get involved?
0: Well, they can go on hackathonjunior.com to get more information. They can also like us at, on Facebook at Hackathon Junior. Um, they can, it, we post all of our events on their coming cities that our next city, December 7th, is in Raleigh. This event is hosted by the University of Phoenix October 12th, which is this Saturday. And then we have a huge calendar coming starting in February of um, 2020 um, to help us reach our initiative of teaching 2020 children in 2020.
1: Oh, that's so funny. I was having a conversation with one of my coworkers earlier today and I said, you know, it's almost, it almost feels like 2020 is already here and it's, uh, it's kicking 2019, uh, out the door and so many great advances in technology are, are being foreseen in the 10 years from 2020 to 2030. And it's just absolutely amazing what you guys are doing to support the STEM uh, curriculum and t- and the, and that technology stack for kids, because these are real world skills that they're all going to be using, uh, while they're programming robots um, to do all of these remedial jobs that uh, will be you know, taken over in the next 15 or 20 years. And uh, I think that it's, it's amazing what you guys are doing. Uh, I, I appreciate you giving back to the community in these ways. And uh, uh, thanks, Rose. It's just uh, what an amazing story.
0: Thank you so much. Yes, I um, am a grandmother of six. And four of my grandchildren are in hackathon junior age, and I think about, you know, what's happening, you know, ten years from now, and some of the research that shows that kids immersed in technology, which they're starting at such a young age now, um, have a lower emotional intelligence than kids that are not, and so they lack in social skills, and they lack in um, empathy. And so Hacks on Junior helps that because it really since they're collaborating together and critically thinking and being creative, um, they improve their social skills, they improve that empathy and their emotional intelligence. Otherwise, we're going to raise future leaders to be individuals who do not care about society, about their community. They are only going to care about what in front of them on that computer. And that really, I'm super passionate about making that change in our children now because our children at this age Are the future leaders
1: Yeah, and you're 100% correct I, I, I co-produce a radio show Called Technology Revolution The Future of Now And one of the things That we talked about last week On uh, on one of the episodes Was, uh, you know, making sure That the, the people who are creating The next wave of technology Have a greater understanding Of that empathy Because when you're building robots And you're building artificial intelligence And you're building the future stacks Of technology, you know You've got to make sure that that technology that's being created um, you know has some type of human element to it so it doesn't end up you know like you don't you want artificial intelligence turning around you know and to bite you later you know like Terminator Uh, and so I think it's important that you have empathy when you're when you're doing those things because you have to think about what are the impacts of this technology that I'm creating on future human beings right
0: exactly exactly and you know learning this technology you know, these children are learning things. There are jobs that aren't even created yet. I read um, an article in Forbes, I believe, that said there were by 2030 there would be 40 million tech jobs, but there will not be 40 million people skilled in tech. So it's super important that these children are being exposed to this and being able to learn technology because that's where you know, society is going. Our focus is open to everybody. However, we do market and target kids that are underserved, underrepresented, Title I schools, because those schools don't have the resources to teach STEM education. So we really want to allow everybody to be able to get access to STEM. And you just never know, you might create the new Bill Gates or Steve Jobs.
1: (laughs) You know, uh, and our in-studio audience wants to just give you a round of applause because... Uh, what amazing things that you guys are doing over there at Hackathon Junior. I want to urge everybody, go check out their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Hackathon Junior. And of course, you can check out the website at hackathonjunior.com and find out all of the things that these guys have going on and all the wonderful things they're doing for our community. Rose, thank you so much for joining me today on Finding Your Frequency.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, make sure if you're listening on your favorite podcatcher device, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, or all that, uh, make sure you like us, uh, share us to all your friends, give us five stars because the five stars are way better than four, right, Rose?
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much, Rose. We really appreciate you being on. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll have another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency coming at you live tomorrow with our good friend Lorenzo from Codebreaker. Stay tuned.